Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. God is still on the throne, and prayer changes things. Today, Pastor Larry Spargimino and Pastor Joe McTarsney discuss how churches are responding to the Hawaiian wildfire victims. But first, Pastor Larry continues his discussions with Dr. Charles Thurston about his book, Olive Bait Soup. No, this isn't a cooking show. Aleph and Bait are the first two letters of the Hebrew alphabet. As ancient and mysterious as this foreign alphabet of antiquity may at first appear, it gave rise to a major portion of our more familiar modern English language. Was Hebrew the first language spoken on earth? The Old Testament was written mostly in Hebrew, and the language is still spoken today. Each new insight that we may encounter in the Hebrew letters will make us closer followers of God's book, the Bible. Watchmen on the Wall can bring the unique variety of programs you've come to expect because of your financial support and continued prayers. To learn how you can be a part of sharing this important information, visit supportswrc.com. That's supportswrc.com. And if you're new to Watchmen on the Wall, don't forget to request your free new listener pack. The pack includes a welcome letter, history of the ministry, the latest issue of our Prophetic Observer newsletter, and a free gift. Get your free new listener pack by calling 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Here's Pastor Larry and his guest, Dr. Charles Thurston. We are back with Dr. Chuck Thurston. He is the author of Alephbet Soup, Decoding the Hidden Message of the Letters of the Book. Now, friends, if you missed our first interview with Dr. Thurston, you can listen to previous programs. Go to our website, swrc.com, and you'll be able to hear that first session with Dr. Thurston. I think it was absolutely fascinating. I think when I get some time, I'm going to go and re-listen as well. Dr. Thurston, thank you so much for being with us once again. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Good to be back. All right. Well, tell us about why the I's and the J's are dotted. And uh, there are some other things we could talk about relating to that, but maybe start with that. Well, Jesus talked about jots and tittles. And those are the two smallest letters in Hebrew. And the rich young ruler that came to him that said, all these, all the Ten Commandments have I kept from my youth up. Jesus said, well, then sell everything you have and give to the poor. People quote that all the time to show that we're not allowed to have riches or wealth or, or stuff because the stuff is not important. That is not what Jesus was talking about. He was calling the rich young man's bluff. Because if he hadn't coveted that stuff, he wouldn't have it. He wasn't telling it was wrong to have the stuff. He said he was lying about whether or not he was coveting. He called him on that because the ninth commandment is thou shalt not covet. The tenth commandment, or the tenth, tenth commandment is thou shalt not covet. The ninth commandment is not to bear false witness against your neighbor. Well, as it turns out, the ten commandments match the first ten elements of the periodic table. They also match a lot of other things. But in English, I's and J's are, are two different letters. But in Latin, they're the same letter. They represent the jot. The ninth commandment, which is a commandment not to bear false witness, is the I. That's the dot I. The tenth commandment, which is the commandment not to covet, is the commandment that allows you to obey all the other ten, because it's impossible to obey the law. We can never come up with it. We, could, we can't even remember them, let alone keep them. 
he has no sin. The truth is not in him. He's a liar. So I don't want to be a liar, and I, I just recognize that daily life produces sin. So you confess your, your sins, and he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Well, one of the ways you don't violate the Ten Commandments is the Tenth Commandment. The Tenth Commandment is, thou shalt not covet. Another version of that is, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Because if you have the mind of Christ, you won't want to do the other bad things that are on down the list. We'll just do the ninth and tenth today, because it would take forever, because they, they just go on for a long time. So if you have the mind of Christ, that's the dot over to the J. G, the J is the first letter of Jesus, of Yeshua, of Savior. The I is, is me, my, me, the selfish. And, and that the dot over the I is almost like a beheaded, condemned prisoner. But when you have the I and you put it on the hook of the J together, it makes a U with two minds. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Paul says, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? And he says, let this mind be in you. That means you don't get rid of your old mind while you're alive. You just have to put it to sleep. So if you rely on the J part, then you won't commit the crimes listed by the rest of the commandments. So that's what's important about those. Amen. Amen. Well, Dr. Thurston, as we, uh, we think of numbers and we think of codes, what about 666, what is that all about? I know it has something to do with evil and man, but maybe you could put all that together for us. Every number in, in Scripture has a, has a significance. Number one is, is with one God. It's in the heavens. And, and number two is a number of division and, and idolatry and copies uh, and marriage. And they all have symbolism. Now, number six, the sixth commandment is us not kill. And if you kill someone, you're killing a carbon-based life form, which is the sixth element of the periodic table. Mankind was created on the sixth day, and we have uh, four watches of six hours each, and we live three score and ten years. That's sixty plus ten. So those are all. So six has to do with mankind. So between the words heaven and earth in Hebrew, uh, Hashemayim, the heavens and the earth, Haaretz, you have a word vat, which is and in Hebrew, but it's spelled vav elif tav, and the vav is the sixth letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And a vav looks like an upside-down six. So that's how you identify it, and that's the purpose of that. And the vav aleph tav is the alpha omega man, the beginning and ending man, Jesus, who bridges heaven and earth. So mankind is six. The number of completion is seven. That means we're incomplete. And the number of new beginnings is eight, which is the day Jesus rose from the dead. That's where it fits in that. So it's, it says in Revelation 13 that it's the number of a man. Yeah. It doesn't say anything about the Antichrist or the beast or anybody. It's just a man. It's a number that they get. And we've been assigned that number by God in everything that has to do with mankind. And the gematria of things adds up to numbers of sixes in, in different parts of Scripture. Well, friends, let's pause for a moment in our interview. I'm sure you would like to have your own copy of a left bet soup. Decoding the Hidden Message in the Letters of the Book. What is the deeper meaning of the fishes of men, the 153 fish and the resurrection in John 21? That is just one of the many issues that Dr. Thurston writes about. Our toll-free number, 1-800-652-1144. Now, Dr. Thurston, what about things like hep, hep, hooray, and yada, yada, yada? What do they really mean? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, HEP is an abbreviation that stands for Jerusalem Esperero, which in Latin is Jerusalem is perished. And it's the 10th Legion's chant 
over the victory over the burning of Jerusalem. Jerusalem es Perero. Jerusalem would be an H in Latin. Start with an H and not a J. Herushalayim. And the yada, yada, yada is, is Yiddish for a vulgar expression of sexual intercourse. And so we don't really, we say things we don't know what we mean to say. Yeah. And you make things that could be, should be holy into something rather pedestrian on like Steinfeld. That's absolutely true. I think a lot of times we hear somebody say something and uh, maybe it's not something that we should say because we need to know a little bit about a little bit more about the person who said it. But I want to read a wonderful quotation by Yaakov Ramzel, and it says a lot about your book. He says this, he says, you have heard the saying, if you are sick or weak in body, eat a bowl of chicken soup. But I say, if you are weak or sick in the spiritual realm, consume a left bed soup for a delight to your soul that will bring complete healing to your inner man. And then he says, Dr. Thurston's brilliantly composed book is a well-balanced meal of spiritual vitamins and minerals, bringing nourishment and new life to your thirsty and hungry soul. That's the assessment of Yaakov Ramsdale. Now, he, he wrote two important books. One was Yeshua, the name of Jesus revealed in the Old Testament, and he was challenged on that by the rabbis, and he wrote a subsequent book, His Name is Jesus. I guess you know him personally. Yeah, well, I did. He, 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 he passed into glory. He passed over now in 2004, but we had him on our radio program multiple times, and I met him several times. He was from Maslin, Ohio. He was orphaned and, and adopted to a family in Maslin. His brother Jim may still be around. I'm not sure. Yeah, right. Uh, I haven't had contact, but we had wonderful conversations, hours at a time, when I was driving hundreds of miles between ERs, and he would be up at night, and he'd have a cup of tea, go out in the garden, mm-hmm. talk to the Holy Spirit about Bible. Bible codes, and then we talk. Well, he was an amazing man. Wonderful. Yes, yes. when I I was in Tennessee at WHCB Radio, I remember interviewing him. Uh, That was probably, I don't know, 1996 or 1997, and kind of lost track of him. But uh, yeah, that's that's an amazing statement by Yaakov Ramsell. Oh, it's high praise from a very big authority. Yes, that's that's quite a a plug (laughs) for your book. So, there are so many other things that we could talk about. Tell us a little bit about the ichthus symbol. The fish symbol is the identifying symbol of early Christianity. Christos, theos, huios, soter, Jesus Christ, God's Son, Savior. And the early Christian did think symbolically in coded language, and I think that's, that's the proof of it. But tell us a little bit about the fish symbol. Well, the er- earliest sign of the church is the fish. And Jesus called the, the first 12 uh, apostles out of, out of a fishing industry, pretty much, except for Matthew. But he had to tax them. Uh, a fish coming out of the water is like us coming out of our environment here into the eternal environment, which we can't live in breathing water. We'll have, to, we'll have to be doing something else. It's a transformation. There's two fish and five loaves. Five is the number of grace. Two is the number of, of division or marriage. And he said we would be fishers of men. And the word and that word ichthus, Jesus Christ, God's Son, Savior, adds up to a, a gematrial number that's significant. It's a resurrection number. That it has something to do with the number 153 because there were 153 fish in the net they got after he resurrected. And if you take that number, there was a book written by a guy named Patterson called the, the 
a prophecy, a pattern in the prophecy, the prophecy in the pattern, where he does a thing called uh, a digital cube root of each integer. And it's a very complicated formula. But basically, on the eighth operation of that, the number starts out 153, and you cube one, cube three, and cube, cube five. And then you add that number up, and you do it eight times. On the eighth operation, it comes back to 153. It resurrects to the same thing it was before. It's a resurrection number, and it's also a, a prime number. I know you're speaking in a conference, I think the very day that, two days that these programs are being aired, uh, you're speaking at the Grand Hotel on Mackinac Island. You're with some real, really important luminaries, I would say. Carrie Lake, Tucker Carlson, Jim Cavazell, Dinesh D'Souza, and you're talking on the body codes. We kind of touched on that. I believe it's in your book, is it not? Yes, and the body codes are a summary of how we are throne rooms walking and guard your heart because out of it proceeds the issues of life the Ephesians said that Jesus may dwell on our hearts by faith and the heart has a bunch of arteries on the top of it that are called the coronary arteries well the, the, the root for heart is cardiac not coronary coronary is crown the arteries at the top of the heart look like the crown of thorns on Jesus and the early anatomists called them the coronary arteries so that's the throne of your heart that uh, sits in, in, your, in the thorax. And in Revelation 4 or 5, it says, And they're proceeded out of the throne of God, lightnings and thunderings and voices. The lightning is the EKG, electrical activity of your heart. Thunderings are the lebeb, lebeb, which is the Hebrew onomatopoeic word for heart that happens with e after each of the lightning. And then there's a thunder, because lightning comes before thunder. And then there are four voices and there are four valves in and around the heart. That, that, that circle it and there are four living creatures in and around the throne room of God and the whole thing sits in the midst of four and twenty elders so that's two sets of twelve ribs so that's the, a picture of the body of Christ laid down uh, if you listen to the previous program we went over that and you can yeah. see get the, the rest of that but the United States has a, a manifest destiny pattern of settlement that matches the tabernacle in the wilderness the, the Twin Towers in New York are the, are the Eastern Gate. The sacrificial state of Pennsylvania, where Valley Forge and, and Gettysburg both took place, are, is, the, is the altar of, of sacrifice. And you proceed toward the, the Mississippi River, which is a brazen laver. That, and you go into the holy place, where the table of showbread are the grain states to the north, and the oil lampstand are the oil states of Oklahoma and Texas to the south. And then up against the, the Rocky Mountains, which is the Vale, and has towns like Vale, Colorado, and Golden, Colorado, you have the Golden Altar of Incense, which is like the uh, Old Faithful in Yellowstone, and it's Yellowstone gold. And then when you pass over the mountains, you get to the Golden Gate Bridge, which are the two cherubim on either side of the Ark of the Covenant. So the pattern of settlement of the United States matches the pattern of walking in to give a sacrifice in the temple. And it matches the body codes and it matches the description of the, of the temple in heaven. You've, been, you've done a lot of work on the mission field. You've been an ER doctor working with COVID patients and so forth. So from your broad background and experience, what do you think the church in America needs today, perhaps the most? What, what should pastors be preaching and teaching about? What's, what's an emphasis that is sorely missing today in the American pulpit? Test the spirits to see if they be of God. 
just because somebody comes from a federal agency or has gone to college or has learned something, we've, we've followed tremendous lies. Uh, I majored in comparative anatomy and evolution as a young earth creationist. Uh, Henry Morris was a good friend of mine when I was younger. And we had a lot of the uh, Institute for Creation Research and Answers in Genesis and, and other people on our radio program we had for seven years. But when I was in college, I had to take this big lie called evolution. And if, we, if people swallow that, then they'll swallow the COVID problems. Right. COVID is very real. I was a COVID ICU doctor. I, I pronounced lots of people dead. I watched them die. I saw what happened. It's not, it's not fake. But it, it's no different than H1N1 or SARS or MERS, the Middle Eastern Respiratory Virus, or any of the other previous viruses that emanated from Wuhan, China. It came from a lab in Wuhan. It was designed by people. It's germ warfare, which is incredibly stupid because germs can't see what flag you're holding. They just kill. And Satan kills, seals, and destroys. And the other epidemics didn't result in the same devastating wreck of society that COVID did. COVID had one secret ingredient that the others failed at. They tried and tried and tried to get this to work, and this time it worked because of fear. And oh perfect love casts out all fear, and you don't have to be afraid. But you need to take ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine within minutes or hours to, if you catch it, and it works. And, and it's a lie that it doesn't work. It works perfectly well. But I didn't write that prescription for anybody for that because it's illegal. It's not really illegal, but everybody says it is. <laughs> right. But I did discover a tremendous epidemic of scabies and pinworms. And ivermectin kills scabies and pinworms. And I can't help it if they also got over their COVID. But mm. I was trying to stamp out the epidemic of scabies. Well, that's amazing that with your biblical knowledge, uh, your language knowledge, and your medical knowledge, you, you make a, uh, I should say, an amazing combination. You have a, a burden for the lost around the world, so that is so, so commendable. Well, friends, we're fighting the clock. Dr. Thurston um, is with us, and the clock is winning. But let me thank you, Dr. Thurston, for your, your, for your ministry and for leading us into a whole new area of Bible study. May God bless you richly as you continue to serve him in a number of ways. And I'm looking forward to doing some more programs with you in the near future, Lord willing. Sure. Thank you very much. I'd love to do it. I have Pastor Joe McTorsney on the phone. He just returned from Maui. Thank you, Pastor Joe, for being with us. Oh, you're welcome, Pastor Larry. Thank you for having me out to share today. I appreciate it. The town of Lahaina is being increasingly fortified, and there are police and military checkpoints at literally every corner. Residents are being arrested for attempting to visit their own homes. Now, Pastor Joe, why is that? Well, when I had the opportunity to go out there, and I would say first and foremost, I'm sure I'm from California, and I'm sure those folks that are listening from Oklahoma and perhaps all over the different states, we're just absolutely heartbroken on what we saw through their TVs, through the social media, what was taking place in, in Hawaii, specifically in Lahaina. And then for those that perhaps had the opportunity to go and visit there, there's a special connection to the island and, and to the Hawaiians, to the people that live there. As I sat back and was just taking it in, I was just moved with a heart. We wanted to do something, and so I was able to connect with Calvary Chapel, uh, South Maui, and Kihei. 
and to find out what type of needs and goods that they need for the people because we wanted to help the people first and foremost. And so I was able to obtain a, a list and then put it before our congregation. And, and one Sunday, uh, we collected a whole lot of items, mainly for the children. And we gathered them together um, at three suitcase loads and two guitar. One was brand new and one was gently used, but right. in great condition. So we, we flew out there. And when I was out there the first day, I wanted a firsthand see the site for myself because I, I saw so much on, on the media. When I drove into Lahaina, couldn't go to the deep part of it off of Front Street, but I was able to go into Lahaina. And just like you mentioned, um, Pastor Larry, I did see different barricades that were blocking the streets wow. so that didn't allow people to go in. And what they were telling the folks is that it was unsafe. And it was unsafe. I mean, there's, there's power lines that, that are down. There's ash, there's rubble all over, and so that there is a safety factor that, that is true. However, for the people that live there, that's their home, and I get it. You want to go to your, your place where you right. grew up at, where you have memories, where, where you want to see if there's perhaps some pictures or, or there's some, something that you could right. grab and hold on to to keep. Right. Well, you know, I remember the devastating fires in Northern California a few years ago. And as soon as the smoke cleared, uh, homeowners went back to their homes. Some found their pets waiting for them, like the dog or a cat. They were so happy. But on Maui, homeowners are kept away from their property. So what's the difference between the California fires and the Maui fires? That is a great, great question. The answer is according to the epa.gov, and that's where people are pointing to to receive some some answers. Right. And see, here's the, the issue, Pastor Larry, and for people that are, are listening, you have the, the U.S. government involved uh, at one layer, the top layer. You have the middle layer, which is the state of Hawaii involved. Then you have also the political leaders that are there in the city level of Lahaina and the surrounding area of Maui. For them all to be in the same room and to iron this out and, and people are pointing fingers on um, why and how and who and and yet the common folks that lost everything they want direction a clarity on what's going to take place so what's being pointed to right now is the epa of the government they're working with the local government the public works and what they're saying and what they're telling people is that they need time they need time to comb through the entire area of the bird site which includes all the homes, which includes all the, the businesses. It, what, what I saw, because I did pull over to the side, walked over to a cul-de-sac area, and I just seen that firsthand. It looks like a war zone. Right. The thing, uh, Pastor John, I'm thinking about, in Northern California, you know, there was a lot of ashes. There was a lot of, I guess the electric was turned off, so they didn't have to worry about being electrocuted, but people went back very quickly. Now the EPA seems to be Oh, I think when we spoke on the phone yesterday, there's some hazardous material. I, you know, I just, it's, it's a little bit funny to me. And maybe I'm a conspiracy theorist, but, but there's a lot going on in our country. In fact, uh, you know, a few months ago, a balloon crossed the Pacific, floated down the West Coast, glided across Washington State, and then hovered over Malmstrom Air Force Base in Great Falls, Montana. 
what's going on? I mean, you know, there are a lot of people, uh, even on the web, where they say, what is going on? And I, I you know, I'm, I'm, I, I want to think the best, but, but the way our country is being invaded from our southern border, in fact, you know, the people are coming across the border, there's video of people crossing the border with the military-type weapons, with backpacks and camouflage clothing, and they're certainly not looking to come to America to find a, a, a better living. So, I, you know, I, I am kind of suspicious. Before we close, how about witnessing for Christ? Are you having a lot of witnessing opportunities? Because I know when people have needs, Jesus is really the answer, and we appreciate the government, but sometimes the government doesn't really help. So how about witnessing opportunities? Thank you for that, because you know what? When it boils down to, it boils down to, to the people. And the people of God has really stepped up. And I just want to highlight Calvary Chapel, South Maui, and Kihei, and Calvary Chapel, the central uh, church with Pastor Sean out there. You, you could look it up on their, their social media accounts and their, their webpage. They're doing up so much. So I was with Pastor Sean when a lady came in with her car. Here's this tragic story. She was away from her children for five days. They were separated, so she had no clue if her babies were alive still. That was her story, and she had tears in her eyes. Pastor Sean gave her a, a hug and told her, we're here for the long run, and provided her box after box of, of good and food and, and things that she needs. Right. There was a, a, another family where... They came in, and they were placed in a hotel for 30 days. The government gave them a check for $700. But after 30 days, they have no clue, no right. direction what's going to take place. And we were able to pray with them and give supplies to them and, and be there for them. Praise the Lord for that. We are just about out of time. But Pastor Joe, I really appreciate someone like yourself being on, on the scene. And uh, we certainly encourage all of our listeners to, to pray for this situation, to pray for the people who are homeless. Hopefully, we'll have some more answers. So, dear brother, thank you so much for this interview. Thank you, Pastor Larry. And thank you for everybody for, for listening on it. Yes, indeed. Continue to keep all the, the people of Maui in prayer. The churches are helping. May people really see that true paradise is in heaven and with the Lord Jesus Christ, and may the ashes be turned into beauty. Thank you, pastors. Each year, Southwest Radio Ministries creates a unique calendar filled with scripture, comfort, and inspiration from God's Word. We're privileged to put these together for you and to know that you are then armed with His truth for the year to come. This year's calendar theme is Unseen Israel. This 16-month calendar begins September 2023 and runs through December 2024. It features beautiful photographs that reveal sites not often visited by tour groups or focuses on views that many miss while taking in other sites. These locations are important in understanding the history and the culture of ancient Israel. Order your Unseen Israel calendar today. 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also order these beautiful calendars at our website, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. We also partner with each of you who purchase a calendar to encourage inmates through our Onesimus prison ministry. For every calendar that you order, a calendar will be given to an inmate free of charge. Order your calendar and encourage an inmate. Calendars are here and ready to ship today. 
What are yours when you call 1-800-652-1144? That's 1-800-652-1144. Lord willing, we'll be back here Monday ready to once again bring clarity to the chaos. Head into the weekends with the encouragement that God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com.